I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 139 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, today is Valentine's Day. It is a nice day to celebrate with the love of your life. I think it is a far more important holiday for couples who are dating. That's just my opinion. Uh, But as far as I have seen, all women love to be appreciated and showered with a little bit of chocolate and flowers. Uh, My wife and I, we only celebrated one Valentine's Day while we were dating because we got married five months after we met. So our courtship was short-lived. But our wedding anniversary is coming up next week, and we've been married now for 14 years. I did go all in that first Valentine's Day, and it's been a tough one for me to top. Uh, But still, it's a great excuse to show some love to your spouse. I was at my daughter's pre-K Valentine's Day party yesterday. It's an awesome holiday for the kids to enjoy. So however you spend your Valentine's Day, I hope you enjoy it. It is also Thursday, and one of the popular hashtags out there on social media is hashtag Thankful Thursday. And I am thankful for the men and women of our military. And my guest today was severely injured while serving as an Army team leader when a suicide bomber detonated three feet away from him in Kandahar. So it is a big honor for me to have Brian Fleming join me here on the podcast in just a minute, so please stick around for the interview. Tomorrow, I will be dropping my third collection of Navy SEAL interviews on you, and next week is really going to be lit. I'm having A.J. Hawk, John Teagan, Dean McDermott, Shiloh Harris, all joining me here on the podcast, so lock it into First Class Fatherhood. If you have a chance, please hit me with a rating or a review over on iTunes. It all goes a long way to help me out here. I can't say thank you enough for all of your support you've shown me already. Let's keep this celebration of fatherhood going. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me, and I will be right back with Brian Fleming. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and joining me now is a First Class Father. He is a United States Army combat veteran. He was severely wounded when a suicide bomber blew himself up three feet away from him. He is an author, a speaker, and an inspiration. And it is a big honor for me to say, Brian Fleming, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, Brian, how many kids do you have and how old are they? I have two kids. I have a 10-year-old boy and a 7-year-old daughter. All right, one and one. Awesome. What type of uh, sports or activities are they into? Now, the biggest thing is they're both into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Very cool. That's becoming more popular each and every year. A good skill to have. Absolutely. Please, Brian, take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Oh, yeah. I was born and raised uh, just west of Detroit, Michigan. I joined the Army out of high school. I served in Afghanistan as a team leader in an infantry platoon with the Army's 10th Mountain Division. I got blown up a couple times there. My vehicle did. Got injured by a suicide bomber in Kandahar, spent 14 months at a medical center, had a reconstructive surgery and burn treatment and all that kind of stuff, and uh, got out of the military, and people started asking me to talk about my experiences and what I learned, and so I started using those experiences and what I learned to help other people win their battles. 
Yeah, you really have an amazing story, Brian. When did fatherhood come into the picture for you? Were you serving at the time? And, and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? Um, no, I, I actually was about a year and a half out of the military when my son was born, which really would change the game in the military. So I'm glad, I'm glad we didn't have, um, you know, our kids then. It would have been more complicated. But, you know, my perspective that shifted when I had, well, here, I'll tell you this. When we, when my, my wife, Jamie, and I first found out we were pregnant, or she was pregnant. <laughs> the first thought that went through my mind was, "Oh crap! Now everyone's going to know we've been doing it." <laughs> <laughs> you know, not that you know, as a married couple, we weren't. But you know, that's called evidence, and there's no going back on that proof. But uh, you know, I, I thought to myself, there are a lot of things that started, and I stopped in my life, or I changed directions, and it was a sense of a. Uh, now I'm committed. You know, I've got to make this work. I've I've got to make sure that I know enough and I do enough so I can teach, you know, this kid right and to do well. And so there's a greater sense of responsibility. And I was totally up to it, but it was definitely a new thing. Well said. How much do your kids know, Brian, about your time in the service? Uh, are they aware of the severity of your injuries and all of that? They are, actually. I've had people ask me over the years, like, do do the kids know what happened to me? Have they seen the pictures? Because I have pictures of what I looked like right after it happened. And, uh, you know, I've never hid it from them. They've, they've grown up knowing that I was in the military. They never knew me when I was physically injured. Uh, but they've seen all the pictures. They know the story. It's just a normal thing for them. And I never felt you know, any reason to hide it or anything like that. There just wasn't any reason to. If at all, it's just, you know, it's a normal thing. It's a learning lesson for them growing up. But, um, yeah, who I am is just a normal thing for them. All right, Brian, being deployed overseas, you've been in some of the, you know, some of the nastiest places on earth. What are some of the differences and some of the similarities maybe of some of the Afghan fathers or other dads that you've seen overseas? Well, this I can tell you, despite all the differences, as human beings, we want to care for, um, in general, care for and protect our kids. Cool. Now, with everything that's happened to you, Brian, how would you feel about your kids? I know that they're small and they're young yet, but how would you feel about your kids serving in the military? Well, I would say, of course, you know, nobody wants their kids to go to war. Uh, on the flip side, you know, someone's got to, you know, serve in the military, and I'm definitely a better man for having done it. So I'd be proud if they did and proud if they didn't. I'll tell you one of the biggest benefits, though, um, really of figuring out my own life um, in front of them. There was a, a study done. There was actually a book written on it. I just learned it from a, a buddy of mine who's a doctor. And it's the number one indicator of how resilient your children will be. And I was really intrigued by that. And what he said was the number one indicator of how resilient your children will become is your own ability to make sense of your own life story and communicate that to them. And so my kids have seen me work through issues in a sense productively of my own life story. Now, I've been doing that for the past 10 years. I didn't know that until about two weeks ago that, that he told me that. And so I would encourage all fathers, don't think you have to look perfect. When your kids see you messed up, just admit you messed up. If I say a swear word, when I get mad, my son or daughter goes, oh, you said a bad word. I said, you know what I did? 
and I'm wrong for that, and I'm trying not to do it. I'm trying to be better, you know, so they see me correct myself. They see me, um, you know, admit what I do wrong. And if I, if I mess up, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm the first to admit it. That's the saving grace. I have no problem admitting it and saying I'm going to work on that, and I, I truly try to fix it. And they're seeing that. I think that's one of the most powerful things uh, that we can do for our kids. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Brian, I think that's one of the things that's very different about a lot of the dads today, especially ones that I've had on the show here, is that we are more willing to apologize to our kids. I mean, I definitely couldn't imagine my father apologizing to me for anything, but I do find myself being upfront about my mistakes, and I will apologize, especially, you know, when I punish the wrong kid for the wrong thing. Well, you know, when when you do it that that quote-unquote old way, you just grow up resenting your father, because you see all his flaws, but he's never willing to admit him, and you're the only one who does wrong, that's not even leading by example. I mean, a good leader can, if he messes up, admit to it, correct it in front of his people, and then move on and try not to make that mistake again. That's respectable. And that's one of the best examples we can lead because we're all going to screw up. We're all messed up. We're all screw ups. We all make mistakes. Your kids need to know that it's okay and go, you know, they can think of themselves, yeah, dad messed this up, he messed that up, but he admitted it, he moved on, he learned from it. And we're leaving that example for them to follow in, which is a great example to follow. Very well said. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. Seat Geek. Taking your kids to the ball game is one of the greatest experiences in all of fatherhood. And now, First Class Fatherhood has partnered with Seat Geek, and you could save $20 off your next ticket purchase by using the promo code first class. That's one word, first class. Maybe you want to go to a Broadway show, a concert. SeatGeek has the best prices for a wide variety of events. It's a slam dunk deal, dads. Get over to www.seatgeek.com and use the promo code first class to get $20 off your next ticket purchase. SeatGeek.com. How about discipline, Brian? I know that you're a military guy, so you're obviously well-disciplined yourself, but how are you when it comes to um, being the disciplinarian as a father? Well, I don't like disciplining my kids, but I, I never spare it if it's necessary. And my kids, they're not going to be a product of the system. Um, I'll tell you, one, one thing I've done that's really effective, you know, we do push-ups every morning before breakfast. It's a tip I learned out of Arnold Schwarzenegger's book called Total Recall about his life story. And um, yeah, my kids are learning they have to work for everything they want in life, even their their own food. And so that's the lesson there. And um, when they get punished, I don't, I don't even need to thank them anymore. And um, they just start doing push-ups. And uh, that's something I learned from the military. And, uh, you know, it makes, it makes them stronger, and it teaches them a lesson. And it's it's a nonviolent way of, uh, of handling something and getting a message across. And on the flip side of that, Whenever I did spank my kids, I always used to get so angry and frustrated that I would actually get headaches. So it physically affected me in a negative way. So I had to come up with a better way, not not for me necessarily, that was a byproduct, but what's the most effective way for me to discipline my kids? Not every kid receives discipline the same. Okay, what about for our veterans, Brian? What advice do you have for the veterans who are returning home now and they're kind of struggling with that what to do next? You have found some some success here after your time in the service. Uh, what would you say are the keys to finding success after the military? Well, a couple things. One, you want to find out whatever you're good at that meets the need of the marketplace. 
you need to identify a very clear problem that exists in the world because people pay money for one thing and one thing only, and that's solutions to problems. If you look at any business that's making any money, they're solving a problem. So find a problem that exists in this world and be the solution to it. Whether it's your own business or you're working within a company, when you offer great value, when you can bring in money or you can offer great value in some way to some cause or a solution to some sort of problem, you're never going to be without work. You're never going to have to worry about where money is going to come from because when people pay money to solve problems, period. So think about it. Where, think about these, like these three things. What am I good at? Um, where is there a need in the world? And, you know, how, how can I bridge those things together? And what am I good at? What do I enjoy? And where does it all meet a need? Like think about those three circles coming together and overlapping in the middle for one little circle in the middle. Where do those three things overlap? Great advice, Brian. That's good stuff. How about screen time? One of the biggest struggles right now for a lot of us dads, uh, parents in general, is the technology time, video game time, and all that. So how do you handle the screen time with your kids? Uh, you know, Fridays, my kids get to play video games after they go home from school. Um, they'll, they'll get, you know, the, the devices and screen time, uh, you know, for a couple hours here and there on Saturday or Sunday. But we highly regulate it. There's actually science behind that. Um, you know, I don't have time to go into, but a lot of it's more destructive than it is productive. So we monitor it and we regulate it completely. And if they don't like it, we don't care. Yeah, Fortnite is a big deal with my kids. And one thing I struggle with, Brian, is that since I started this podcast, I'm on this phone a lot more than I've ever been before. And I'm not practicing what I preach, and I definitely need to be better at it for sure. You know, and it's okay to let your kids know that. I mean... I'll find myself, too, like, I try to post on social media and then get off without getting sucked into it and living on it. Because that right there takes away from family time and everything else, your screen time, how many hours you spent this week on it. Um, you know, I'm with you. If I'm, if I'm regulating that for my kids, then I need to be living up to something of that as well. Um, if, I, if I know what the effect it truly has, and I do, and it, it's easy to get sucked into sometimes. But just be real about it and make yourself get off and spend more time uh, with them because that's what's most important. Yeah, it's challenging. Tell me, Brian, what kind of goals do you have for yourself? Uh, what are you working on at the moment, and where can my listeners find out more about you? Well, I write, I write books, and I speak for different companies and organizations on resilience. You know, I talk about how to stand firm when everything around you is blowing up because everybody has things blow up in their lives. And you know, a lot of military lessons that we learned of pushing through and the grit and everything else that war taught me um, and overcoming my own injuries. Um, a lot of those lessons apply to people's daily lives and the battles they face as well as to the business world and the constantly uh, rapidly changing environment that, you know, that is our marketplace. And so I, I write books and I speak. Um, I just got the resilience booklet out that came out uh, about three months ago. If you want to know more about that, you can just go to resiliencebooklet.com. Um, if you want to know more about my speaking, uh, just remember, I'm. if you don't remember my name, you know, I'm one of those guys that got blown up. So 
My website is easy to remember. It's blownupguy.com. I just thought that'd be funny. I got that after I got blown up. And uh, just something, something to do to have fun with it. Humor is kind of one of my coping mechanisms. And there's a lot of guys like me who got blown up. I'm just the guy who thought it'd be funny to have a website called blownupguy.com. So that's what I, I do with speaking. And I travel all over the world. And I speak for different companies, organizations, things like that. I, I might put out another book this year. I'm looking into that. Very cool. I will include those links in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners can just tap the links, get over there, and check it out. Last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Brian, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Two words. Show up. Nothing worse than a world full of deadbeat dads. Most of the problems in our society, the major problems, could be greatly reduced if dads would just put up, shut up, just show up. Don't make excuses. Don't be a little boy in a man's body. Show up and raise your damn kid. Awesome. I love the message. This has really been a big honor for me. Brian Fleming, I got to say thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, back to wrap things up in just a second here. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Brian Fleming for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was really a big honor for me. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me a DM on Instagram or hit me on Facebook. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And then lock it into First Class Fatherhood tomorrow. I will be dropping my third collection of Navy SEAL interviews on you guys. It will be just the interview portion of the episodes that I recorded with Mike Ritland, Craig Sawyer, Dom Rosso, Clint Emerson, and Marcus Luttrell. So you don't want to miss out. And please help me spread the word here about the podcast. Let any dad in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the podcast here. And don't miss out on next week. Going to have A.J. Hawk, John Teagan. I'm going to have Dean McDermott. And we're going to have Shiloh Harris here. So it's going to be awesome. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed today's podcast. That's all I got for you. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Your half-truths and tales, as tall as a tree, and a soft feeling.